At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. It's another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. It's Monday, July 25th, 2022, and Ole Miss baseball has made some moves. We're a week away from Ole Miss football opening camp. David, what's up? Hey, man. One more week to go, and uh, we're going to be uh, – we're going to be in it up to our ears. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, we'll miss baseball on Sunday, bringing in two big transfers. That was uh, that was kind of interesting, but uh, certainly some good news. Tulane's best hitter amongst uh, the two transfers they're bringing in. So uh, that'll be fun to see how that's uh, going to play out and where he fits into everything in the lineup. One of the outfield problems, though, you would think has been solved. Yes, definitely. They needed a corner outfielder terribly. And um, to be able to add Ethan Groff from Tulane is a big deal. He was in 41 games that he appeared last year, 39 starts, had a 404 batting average, which was a 212 improvement from the 2021 campaign. He slugged 709 and also hit nine home runs. He had a league leading 15 doubles and 35 RBI. The other was Anthony Calarco. And if you listen to this podcast or if you're subscribed to Talk of Champions, wherever you get your podcasts, I caught up with him yesterday for just a couple of minutes about the commitment. And he said it was kind of like a unique thing for him, David, because he is not used to, as a Northwestern first baseman, having a reporter reach out to talk to him. (laughs) He's like, I haven't really talked to a reporter, which is wild to think about. But, yes, Anthony Clarko, you can hear from him. He started 51 games. He's going to start at first base if um, the plan plays out like they hope. Um, 325 with a batting average, team high 13 homers in 2022, led the team with a 1.051 OPS, 48 runs scored, 34 walks, and 54 RBI. What you needed was two guys that you, in theory, because they got to go out there and do well in practice and all that, but in theory you wanted two guys that could step in and start immediately um, at first base and in a corner outfield spot and guys that could hit in the middle of the lineup, and they did that in one fell swoop. So it's a big deal. Now they're waiting on a pitcher. 
Um, it, it was a very Lane Kiffin-like day as far as addressing needs for Ole Miss baseball in the portal. Yeah, and the portal has really changed everything. I mean, you know, you go back to two years ago, and this wouldn't be possible. And, uh, you know, now you're rebuilding your roster and you're adding critical pieces through the portal, much like Kiffin did, as you said. And um, it makes it a little more interesting for sure. So, uh, heck, I'm excited. I'm excited about football. And, uh, you know, Ben, when they when the Rebels take the field next week, outside the quarterback spot, what's your biggest question? What's your biggest question that needs to be answered in fall camp? I think number one is linebacker. You have to find four guys that can go out there and play for the first couple of games. And then if they don't produce, you, you go to your reserves, I guess, or you go into the well and try to figure it out. But they need four guys to really step up and say, all right, here are our dudes. I don't think they know. I think everyone says Ashanti Seastrunk right now. But I don't think Ole Miss knows for sure one guy that it can 100% count on at linebacker right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that that was evident in the spring and evident with, you know, Lane Kiffin going, we need some help at linebacker. And help that I'll point out, they did not get. So uh, that is a very, very interesting position for me. You know, the other thing for me is uh, O-line depth. You know, that front five should be great, should be one of the best in the SEC. But an injury or two can really shake up uh, – you know, what you're putting out there. So I want to see, you know, I, I'd like to see Tobias Braun, Cedric Melton, several others emerge as go-to guys if that situation arises. And, uh, you know, the way the schedule is set up, you ought to get some game footage on these guys. Uh, you know, the, the month of September, really and truly. So, uh, you know, to me, those are those are probably the two biggest questions besides quarterback uh, that, that Ole Miss faces because i got to tell you, I think the wide receiver group is going to be fine. The running backs are fine. The tight ends are fine. The defensive line is fine. And the secondary is fine. So those are the spots right there. You know, and um, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. Look, I'm going to put it this way. Fall camp, preseason camp, it's always the same. Same kind of storylines, position battles, this, this, and this. And we'll cover the crap out of it. That's what we do. But I'm still kind of riding the national championship feel and vibe from Ole Miss baseball right now. And you're the one, when we've sat down to do this podcast every single day, who has always been Mr. Optimism or Mr. Uh, Mm -hmm. trying to find the path for Ole Miss to realistically be in that position by the end of the year. All right? So knowing what we know today on July 25th, 2022, acknowledging that we know a lot of this shit's going to change in a month after a month of fall camp practices, what is the path? How can Ole Miss realistically, what is the path to being in national championship contention with this roster? Because you don't have the benefit of falling back on Matt Corral. We think Jackson Dart, Luke Altmaier will be good. But the bottom line is you got me thinking national championship. That's where my mind is anyway. How can that realistically happen, David? And how does fall camp kind of factor in? Yeah. You beat everybody well, with yeah. the exception of one team. You go 11-1, and one, okay? You go 11-1 and one and you're going to get in the playoffs. But that one loss 
has got to be to Alabama or A&M. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the path, Ben. You've got to beat Kentucky. You've got to beat Auburn. Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. You know, I think at that point, well, later in the season. Yeah. But I think you're 7-0 and going to Baton Rouge if you beat Kentucky and you beat Auburn. So today you realistically or really believe that Ole Miss is 7-0 and through his first seven. No, I'm telling you the realistic path. Oh, okay. That if they All beat right. Kentucky and they beat Auburn, they will be 7-0 and going to Baton Rouge. And if they are 7-0 and going to Baton Rouge, they can win that game. They leave their 8-0. They win one of the next two against A&M or Alabama. And then you beat Arkansas and Mississippi State. you got to win the SEC championship game. And then you're in the playoffs. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If they could just get to Atlanta once, dreaming about a national championship could be put a little bit on the back burner. I know that's the one that everybody wants, but maybe this group needs a little bit more time because of all the new faces. But my God, man, when you start to get around this time of year, and typically when we start writing and, and doing these stories, there isn't realistic hope for Ole Miss to finally realize the long-held dream of going to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. After last year, and after flirting with it multiple times under Hugh Freeze, I don't think it should be pie-in-the-sky thinking anymore. I think Ole Miss fans should have that expectation. But if you have that expectation and you don't make it, who do you hold to account? I don't know, because Lane Kiffin's been the best thing for Ole Miss football, arguably, ever in the modern era. I just feel like Ole Miss has never been in a better place to where we can now, a week out of fall camp, sit here and realistically say... Maybe this is the team that goes to Atlanta. Every year we can now say this with a straight face. It's not like we're going into 2011 trying to hype up Zach Stout. I keep bringing up Zach Stout or Randall Mackey or whoever. Ole Miss is in a realistic place to where every single year we can talk about this and not sound like dumbasses, if that makes sense. You know, you you give Lane a lot of credit for that. And where he deserves the credit is how he has managed the transfer portal, Ben. Yeah. Because – the transfer portal has changed everything with college football, where now you can go out and reload a roster and be competitive year in and year out, where you used to not could do that. If you had one bad class, it was going to catch up to you somewhere along the line. Well, Lane is a master at, at, at the transfer portal. At least he has been thus far. And um, I think that's why this Ole Miss team – if everything comes together, if these new guys can play like old guys, if you will, and um, you know they've got they've got a legitimate shot. Now on the flip side, then there is a flip side. You know, Jackson Dart doesn't win the quarterback job. Luke Altmaier is no more than serviceable. Some of these. Guys we got from the transfer portal aren't what they thought they they were going to be, and um, you know six and six, seven and five is possible. And you're hearing a lot of national guys with that type of prediction, but I'm not buying it. They got too many too good players out of the portal, if that makes any sense, for them to be. Average, they're going to be better than average. And, you know, lightning strikes here and a lightning strike there. 
and all of a sudden you're where you want to be. So, you know, is there is it going to happen? I don't know. Is there a chance it happens? Absolutely. Um, you know, and are we the people that just won a national championship in baseball? So everything is just uh, rosy uh, in our outlook. You know, we'll we'll have Kermit Davis going to the Final Four if you don't watch us. No, no, but, no, 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 we won't. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I mean, you know, it is a tough back end of the schedule. And by the end of September, they're simply going to have to have it together. And any loss in September, and watch out because you're going six and six, seven and five. Uh, I'm, uh, to me, the most important game on the schedule, and I'm not a coach, so I'm not going to say the next game, is that October 1st showdown with Kentucky. You better beat Kentucky if you're going to win the West. It's, that's all there is to it. If you don't beat Kentucky, it's going to be a tough run because everybody is loaded this year with the exception of Vanderbilt. I, I mean, it's, it's just kind of it's kind of funny how that happens. There are always usually a couple of weak sisters in the SEC. Anybody can lose to anybody probably not named Vanderbilt or Missouri this year. I guess that is a couple of weak sisters, but 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 you get what I'm saying. Vandy and Missouri. You're not playing Murray State to start the year like when you were breaking in Eli for the first time. You don't got Murray State. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Not right out of That's the That's right. But you do have Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. I mean – you know, and I'm going to tell you something. Even even out of that set of games in September, it's not Georgia Tech that scares me. If I'm if I have any fear whatsoever, it's Tulsa. They are a good football team. They're coming to an SEC stadium, and they're going to be ready to play. Watch and see. That's going to be a tougher game than we think it is. But you should leave September unblemished. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Let's hear now from a couple of proud sponsors of Talk of Champions, including Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. That's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. He's a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him Bennett Talk of Champion sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Let's hear from a couple more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. 
Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha Magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion, Talk of Champions podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. As of today, I've been around Old Miss Sports all my life, so have you. As of today, the old excuses that we lived with with Old Miss Sports are kind of out the window. Is now nowadays, if any school in the SEC, just let's stick with the SEC, has benefited benefited more from the transfer portal than Ole Miss, as far as what it's mean for taking the program from where it was at one point and elevating it. You'd be hard-pressed to find a program that has benefited more from the portal than Ole Miss in all sports, baseball, football, and basketball, for what it what Ole Miss has been to what it could be. To where now, I go into a year, and it's not like, well, you know, maybe they can get to Atlanta this year. But, I mean, hey, if they could just get to the Gator Ball, or if you go to baseball and say, you know what, if they can just break through 
and get to Omaha or basketball, if they could just be on the bubble by the end of the year. It feels like, yeah, is Ole Miss lacking in certain spots? Sure, as as far as infrastructure to go get players. It's lacking in a couple spots. It doesn't have the resources of Alabama, of Georgia, of the you biggest of the Blue Bloods. Infrastructure but, matters no more. It yeah. doesn't matter. It, it, well, that's what I'm getting at. The, the check is done. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's like Ole Miss has been proactive and forward-thinking in this new age of college football. It hasn't pushed back against where it's going. They've embraced it to where now, why not? We can talk about these things, and we can talk about it with a straight face. We're not talking about it to build or drum up interest. We're talking about it as a realistic possibility because Ole Miss has embraced it. It's not always going to be this way. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin could leave one day. Something could happen. Things happen. So when you have your window, maximize your window. And that's why we've been talking about this for a little while now, the whole Vault-Hemingway Stadium project. Old days, that would have been the top of the priority list. Every Ole Miss fan, every person of consequence, um, decision makers like Keith Carter, money guys, you name it, they just said, we got to do this project. we got to get it done. But I feel like everybody, for the most part, is pulling in the right direction as far as, yeah, that would be nice to fix the things that are wrong with Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, but where is the priority in this modern day and age in college football? Go get good players. Go get good players out of the portal because it doesn't cost the same as a shiny new toy out of the box. It's not like you're buying a PS5, which is what these high school prospects like Nico or Arch or whoever, that's who they are coming out of high school. There's no blemishes to them. They have no games played. They have no uh, blemishes on the resume. So it's like buying a PS5 at the peak of it. If you just wait, you're still getting a PS5. You're still going to get the same exact uh, enjoyment out of it, and all the glitches and kinks have been kicked out of it, and you can pay normal price, normal normal sticker price, or not – these inflated prices that you get out of high school. And that's what Ole Miss is doing. It just doesn't matter. Like high school recruiting doesn't matter for Ole Miss right now. It just does not matter. Yeah, you want to sign good high school players, but what Ole Miss is doing is using its limited financial resources compared to Alabama and Georgia in them and going and buying impact players out of the portal. And they're even focusing as a university in total. Now, like Ole Miss can't direct its coaches or whatever – to go pay for players, but it's kind of understood, hey, we're going to backdoor this project on Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium because we're focused on NIL, and that's what our people are focused on, and that's the right way to be focused. And now we don't have to just dream, man. We don't have to just dream of this stuff. We can actually talk about, realistically, Ole Miss potentially going to Atlanta, and that's a uh, new world for Ole Miss to be living in. But it's for all you are out there, like, wringing your hands, annoyed as hell, because a lot of us are about stuff that's going on with the transfer portal. As an Ole Miss fan, man, you should be thanking your lucky stars because now you've gotten to a place where it's it's year to year you can, with a straight face, talk about what Ole Miss could potentially do as far as winning a title. Because Ole Miss baseball just did it and went and signed two of the very best position players out of the portal on Sunday. So these days, in this day and age, Ole Miss has always been competitive. They, you make the right moves, the right move or two in a portal, no matter what the sport is, and you can go out and do it again. So... I don't know, man. I just I woke up feeling a little different. But I was thinking about, oh man, football is a week away. Why not? Sure, they could go compete. Of course, they could go compete. And we we shouldn't be shy about actually talking about that anymore. You know, truly talking about um, a team. Do they have issues? Yes, quarterback specifically. But they could really go out if things go right and make a run at this thing. And every year they can do that because of the portal. Yeah, and and again, that soft September schedule gives them the opportunity to come together that much more. You know, and, and I, and, and of course Ole Miss, look, as far as SEC went, 
they dominated transfer portal recruiting. And, 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 you know, you ask yourself why. Well, part of it is because Nick Saban sitting over there in Tuscaloosa and Kirby Smart sitting there in Georgia and going, you know what? I got better kids here. I don't need the portal right now. We make yeah, the need is here. different. Right. The need yeah. is different. And yeah, I'm, they go get yeah. Jermaine Burton because they need a wide receiver. Does Alabama, but the need right. compared to Ole Miss is different. They didn't need a quarterback. That's right. Ole Miss had the huge needs. If it were not for the transfer portal, I think right now we'd be looking at a six and six, seven and five Ole Miss team. But because of that transfer portal. That's why we're able to get on here and talk about perhaps bigger and better things coming for this program this season. Um, you know, because, I mean, if not for a transfer portal, Luke Altmaier would be your quarterback. You know that. I mean, Jonathan Mingo, Brandon Burkhalter, those guys would be your receivers. And you would not have a right tackle. Uh, you'd be short of depth, tremendously short of depth. On the defensive line, that's what the transfer portal does for you. That's why, look, when I come on here and I talk about, you know, 8-0 and competing for the West and possibly being in a national championship conversation, that's why. It's because of this portal. Now, do I know what I'm talking about? That remains to be seen. I know these guys, they got in from the portal, were really, really good players. If they can play as well here, and if not better, yeah, they could win a national title. They could go 10-2. and two. I mean, but if they don't, they don't. I mean, so I don't know what they're going to do on the field this fall. I know what they're capable of doing. Yeah, the old That's days, it. Luke Altmaier would be the leading name at quarterback, and they went and added a JUCO guy like – they went and found somebody like a Jordan Tiamu or whatever and put him in there just to uh, tokenly mm-hmm. compete for the starting job. No, this is actual real competition yep. between two guys who are perfectly viable as starters. Yeah, and I'll go back. We were talking about the two biggest questions of fall camp. And this won't get answered in fall camp, but this is a huge question in relation to how Ole Miss is going to do this fall. And I, and I don't mean this as an indictment. It's just a fact. Chris Partridge has never called a defense. This is year one of Chris Partridge calling a defense at this level of football. That is going to be a factor. You know, you got to hope Chris is a smart, fast learner. I know he's a smart guy. There's no doubt about it. But you hope he's a quick learner and uh, because they're going to challenge that. That is going to be challenged by everybody Ole Miss plays, and um, that's just a fact. So, you know, you may have all the talent in the world, but you got to put them in the right places. you got to call the right shots. Yeah, as long as he's not Wesley McGriff, he's going to be fine. I don't think he's Wesley McGriff. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, and you got to call the plays before the ball snap. Um, bringing up McGriff there. But um, – <laughs> God bless him. We're, we're Great see. recruiter. Didn't recruit like we all expected him to once he came back, though. He didn't deliver no, the he crime didn't. like, he, like he we expected here. Well, I think Wesley would tell you. I mean, his time at Ole Miss was a disappointment. 
I mean, it was an extreme disappointment. Um, he got a, he got that last year. He probably shouldn't have gotten just to be honest with you. And, um, I think that's, that's the part of it. See, because the difference between Wesley and Chris, both hadn't called a defense. I think Wesley called one at some smaller school, whatever. Chris has called defenses before too in his career sometimes or called plays for whatever. But but at this level, level. yeah, not at this level. The difference is what Chris has his at his disposal compared to Wesley. Not if Wesley had the same group, I still wouldn't trust him because I saw how he did uh, calling plays in general, and it just was a mess. As long as Chris, you know, isn't like that, he's got far more at his disposal to where he does have a little bit of a leeway to screw up. Yeah, because he's going to screw up, and, and and you know. We're not going to find out what kind of play caller Chris Partridge is in fall camp. It's going to be it's going to be week one, week two, when we start to get a feel of what kind of play caller he is. Um, but um, you know that's 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 probably that may be. Look, Lane Kiffin's football teams are always going to be offensive oriented. People are going to follow the offense, but that may be even a bigger question than who is playing quarterback this year or anything else. I, I mean, and we just haven't paid that enough attention. We're thinking, oh, it's defense. If they score 49, we'll score 50. But it matters. It matters a whole lot. And, um, you know, I think that's 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 something you need to gear up for if you're an Ole Miss fan. You need to watch that. Yeah, if Ole Miss only gives up 30 a game, it's going to win pretty much every game it plays. Yeah, I would think so. You hope so. That's exactly right. Sands maybe Alabama or Texas A&M. But, um, you know, I don't know how many they're going to give up every game. I just don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I I wish Chris Partridge all the luck in the world. I hope he's an incredible defensive coordinator. But, you know, losing DJ Durkin, a guy that you know has experience, you know, that wasn't a great thing. And um, now, now we'll see. We'll see. I feel like of all the offseason departures, save, departures, save for Matt Corral. D.J. Durkins is the most significant. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, anybody that knows D.J. or you were around D.J., you know he was a football guy. He was serious. And, um, and, and I mean, he did a good job calling that defense, period. He really and truly did. Um, and how much of that do you lose? Or do you lose any? We don't know. That's, that's, that's what I'm stressing here is we're fixated on quarterbacks. When maybe the the fixation, in part, ought to be on the defense as a whole. What's happening this week in Ole Miss sports? Not necessarily just football that you're most paying attention to. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, man, this is the countdown to fall count. I mean, there there's gonna be stuff happen. There there's gonna be news. I mean, who was expecting you know that that big double headed monster yesterday in baseball? But um, it's football season, football season now. I mean, from now until after your New Year's Day hangover, it's football season. And that's the way we got to look at it. Yeah, other stuff is going to happen. There's going to be some basketball. There's going to be fall baseball, whatever. It's football season, period. That's how I'm waking up this morning. Yeah. I'm just curious what they do this week, the week before fall camp. Is it just typical, like, 
operating like normal during the offseason this week? No, no, no. The, no, the, the players are gone. They're, they're off this week. And, um, you know, the recruiting period is opened back up, so you're going to have, you know, a few recruits stick their head in their, their heads in this week. Um, the big guys coming in Friday, then we've got a camp Saturday. The last camp of the year is this Saturday. And, um, you know, so there will be some recruiting stuff. And then, uh, you know, you flush the toilet and you get ready for the 2022 season in earnest. I mean, you know, it, it, it's football season. I can't say it enough. It's finally here. As far as recruiting, where are things right now as far as their approach? Yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. But as far yes, as the approach, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's it, it it it's kind of kind of holding guys back and waiting and seeing. I mean, I think there are going to be a couple of recruits this week that are going to commit. Um, I I think the defensive lineman at Meridian is going to commit this week to Ole Miss, and that is uh, going to be somewhat of a shocker, I think. Um, in that most people felt early on he was headed to state. Um, then I think you're probably pretty good chance you're going to see Xavion Miller, the offensive tackle out of Southwest Community College, commit this week. And then there may be one or two I don't know about, but I think those two guys are going to pull the trigger at some point this week. And I could be wrong. As wrong as somebody picking up the phone and going, they're paying you 50, we'll pay you 55. It's as easy as that nowadays. Recruiting is about money, period. Well, it used to go hand-in-hand, the opening football season, prospects coming in to watch some camps, uh, official visits. That used to matter. Now it doesn't matter nearly as much, especially if you're Ole Miss and you're portal-focused like Ole Miss is. So what is the uh, proper way for Ole Miss fans to pay attention to recruiting now? Yeah, follow the dollar signs. They used to say follow the visits. No, you got to follow the dollar signs. I mean, that's what matters. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Jaden Rashada's brother is on the Ole Miss football team, committed to Ole Miss a month before Jaden committed to Miami. I mean, in the old days, that would have been a clear telltale sign, right, that Jaden was coming to Ole Miss. But the money got too big. It simply got too big, and Ole Miss wasn't going to pay that much for a high school quarterback. That's the bottom line. That is the truth. If you want to know the truth, there it is. They don't talk about their money. I'm not going to call some five-star kid up, and he's going to go, well, Alabama's giving me 80. Auburn's got 70 on the table. Ole Miss is at 60. He's not going to say that. You're never going to hear that from a kid. Everybody's in this false pretense mode of, you know, just simply uh, trying to ignore this stuff. Why ignore it? It's here. It's happening. Is the NCAA really going to let kids transfer completely with no penalty whatsoever? And I think it's coming, and if it does, it is over. I mean, man, it's already different, but it's going to be so different because every year kids are going to be walking in the head ball coach's office going, hey, coach, Look, man, I want to stay, but I got to be fair to myself. So I'm going in the portal and seeing what I can get. That's going to happen. It's already happening. See, that's what I'm saying. With the NCAA, rather than provide solutions or try to, or do their job 
to try to help the process along or improve the process. They're just throwing gasoline on the fire if they do that. Yeah. that that's all. That's all they're doing because, look, man, those fat cats at the NCAA, I figure they're going to draw a paycheck up until maybe late 2024. And they're going to be out the door. There's going to be a new organization in place. I truly believe that. Or, or, or if the NCAA lives, it's going to live in a very more, much more of a meeker role than what it's played in the past. Yeah, we'll let you put the championships on. You can, we can still call it NCAA, blah, blah, blah. But no more arresting people for couch sleeping. You know, we're not going to do that. So, I mean, they're not going to stay the same. They're like left. Tennessee got dinged for 18 inducements under Jeremy Pruitt, effectively the same, if not worse, than Ole Miss did for and got just absolutely destroyed by the NCAA, and it's just a blip in the radar. Well, what about all the stuff that's gone on at LSU? Yeah, nothing happened. Because I mean, you and I have been all about player yeah. movement, and we're still that way, but the whole thing is – I want players to be able to move and whatever. There needs to be penalties. There needs to be protections for schools and whatever. Same thing with coaches. So outside of just letting uh, players have a free-for-all to, of movement and doing all these kind of things, no, just add some restrictions for coaches leaving after a year or whatever. Make them pay a financial yeah. penalty or something. This is not the way. It's like the NCAA is going, oh, you don't need us anymore? You don't need us anymore? Fine. Then they can just transfer whenever they want. You, you bring up the coaches' salaries. You know, that was what opened this Pandora's box, was guys strapping it on every day, bleeding, getting bruised every day for a coach that they see drive up in his BMW and drive home to his mansion and drive back and forth every day. That That's making, you know, $8 million a year. And and they're going, man. More than fair. More more than fair for them to be frustrated by that. Correct. Absolutely. So the coaches, I mean, that, they're the ones that set the price on this. I mean, come on. And the ADs are getting rich. The, 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 you know, it's it's all about money. You know, and, and, and you can, you know, I blame it on the coaches partially. The rest of it goes on the foot of, of, of television. And, and But the NCAA could have a role to play. And could have a positive impact on no, the way on the way on, on where things are going, but they can't because they're inherently crappy. They can't. they can't. They want the money, and ESPN calls the shots. The whole Cam Newton stuff when Auburn was playing Oregon in the national title game was swept away. Why? It was right there. They had it. It was swept away because ESPN did not want the. NCAA screwing up their title game without Auburn starting quarterback. I mean, that's the way I've always thought of it. And I think it's true. But they could still have a role if they would change the NCAA, their whole thought process and how they approach things. It's like they're digging in even further. Instead of acknowledging that, hey, maybe we were wrong, maybe we had an antiquated viewpoint of where things are going, where things are. Let's try to enact some positive steps to help this thing along, to go where the future is going. Instead, it's like little kids pouting in the corner because they didn't get they didn't get to eat cookies and ice cream for for dinner. What what are they doing? Yeah, it's well, just, this this free transfer rule coupled with the NIL. Let's just say you sign five star running back Johnny Jones, and Johnny Jones runs for twelve hundred yards, 
scores 20 touchdowns as a true freshman. Midway through the season as a fan, you're going, what do we got to do to keep Johnny here? How mm-hmm. are we going to pay to keep Johnny here? Because at least in the NFL, you, you're Johnny? locked into a contract if you sign it. Correct. Correct. How do we keep Johnny from going to LSU and running over us next year? And then he goes to LSU, and then the problem is LSU's. Because you've got three years before you go to the NFL, LSU's going, oh, my God. What do we do to keep Alabama from getting Johnny next year? And you're going to have guys, and you're already starting to see this, that are going to be in college three years and play for three different teams. That's what's so crazy is you you just can't – there's restrictions on everything, everything. There has to be because it can't be a free-for-all. So rather than say, oh, everybody can transfer at once, we'll make them sign a two-year contract with the school. And then after two years, they can reassess. Same thing with coaches. Well, coaches can't way, leave after a year. I mean, you can do these things. One way to maybe do that are academic regulations and rules. That, you know, Johnny wants to go to LSU and play, but he can't get into LSU. Or he can't get well, into we got to get past the pretense I mean, that academics matter with football players. No, 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 no. No pretense. They do matter if you're playing for the University of Mississippi or LSU or the University of Alabama. God bless it, you're there as a student. The only reason you're there, the only reason that entity exists is not for football. It's for school. Yeah, but for now it exists for football in the South. It does. It does. It exists for football. So that's why you get rid of the pretense that academics matter. Yeah, it's the tail wagging the dog. That's what it has become. Yeah. But we're a week out. We're a week out. And, hey, look, we both are now kind of on board with the idea. Yeah, if everything falls right, sure. It's okay to dream. The sleeper dares to dream that Ole Miss can win a national championship because we don't have to dream anymore, man. Ole Miss is proven. Hey, it's, it's, the, it's the NFL. All 32 teams can win a title in any given year. Yeah. So, there you Tulsa have. can't I win mean, one, but Ole Miss, which is one of the 32 teams with enough resources, can. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's all about money, dollar signs, resources, and boosters with more money than cents. That's the way I, I describe it. <laughs> Uh, I'm ready for football. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. You can check out my stuff on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of own3.com. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on iTunes. Just simply search Talk of Champions, and that's where everything is. This podcast, not committed. The Rebel Yell Hotline, anything and everything, franchise player, can be found on the Talk of Champions streaming platform and that's wherever you get your podcast just simply search talk of champions we'll be back tomorrow david enjoyed it my friend i enjoyed it as always hotty toddy guys and get ready for a big football season it's coming save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details